0: So good. Uh, who here is on a diet? Chris? Josh? A seafood diet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who thinks they should be on a diet? <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Because we think of diets as being a list of things that you can eat. Hey, and there's so many. There's so many interesting and weird and wonderful ones. But I'm on a diet. Last night I ate... H.J.'s and ice cream. That was my diet last night. Yesterday breakfast was slightly better. It was a ham and vegetable soup homemade on broth. It's like the opposite. Today we had, oh, today was more fast food. It's embarrassing. We had uh, chicken and, noo- and uh Migoring noodles this one, today with kimchi. So that was my diet. The fact is actually that we're all on a diet because we all eat. Right, it might be a diet of fast food and ice cream, wheat bix in the morning, but you're on a diet, right? Yeah, um, it's still food that you're consuming. Literally, every person in the world is on a diet. Yeah, it's the same with leadership. Are you a leader? We think of leadership as being a position, don't we? But the fact is that we're all influencing someone, anyone. If you exist and have ever communicated with anyone in your life, you are influencing someone. If you go to the shop and you whinge and complain to somebody and you make them feel like rot, they might go home hating their job because of you. Congratulations, you've just influenced them, well done. Hope you feel good about yourself. (laughs) If you smile at a shop person and, and say, man, your service was great today. Best coffee I ever tasted, Brittany she'll go home thinking, yeah, I rock at this, I'm good at this. And she'll she'll become more trusting of future customers because of you. So you've influenced that person. Um, we influence our spouses, we influence our workmates, our friends, our children, random people on the internet. Whether you mean to or not, it happens. Children, you can even dramatically influence your parents. You can make them feel like failures or make them feel like Top of the world and if you're struggling to pull yourself together do it for those who you're influencing yeah do it for the people around you i actually used to eat pretty dodgy f- <laughs> sorry, i used to eat pretty dodgy food and i literally ate hjs last night <laughs> i used to eat a lot worse i used to eat sugar like crazy when i was in my late teens and i didn't take very good care of myself and as soon as i got pregnant and started having children i realized oh I'm going to be influencing this next generation and it was influencing people I really cared about. And so I changed the way I treated myself because I knew that I needed to be my best for them. The thing is though that my actions always did affect other people. Always, even before I had children. So if you can't sort yourself out for yourself, do it for the people around you who you love. Um, oh, don't, yeah, take the things around now. Sorry, guys, I should have told you when I first got up here. I was too distracted. Oh, oh well done. Did everyone, does everyone have a pen to use? Who doesn't have a pen? Because we have some here. One, two, three, four. Becky? Oh, here we go. Oh, sharing around. Thank you. That's awesome. All right. Can we have the circle of influence slide up, Brittany? There it is. So I I hope you really appreciate my amazing artwork skills tonight. It's pretty amazing. I just, you know, whipped this up this afternoon, if you can believe it. (laughs) And this is not my concept. This has been around for a long time. This was originally in Seven Habits of Highly Influential People. Is that the one? Yeah. By Stephen Covey. If you've never read it, I highly recommend it. It's amazing. It changed my life. And um, this comes from it with a minor tweak that I've got. If you use a lot of... so What this is, is a visual representation of sort of the thing... This is the circle of influence in the middle. This circle of influence is the things that are in my control. So what is in your control, literally? What is in your control? Your diet, exactly. Your behavior, your attitudes, yeah. Um, How you treat people, yeah. Um, Whether you look after yourself, whether you clean your house, yeah. Things like that. Generally, are in the circle of control. They're in the things that you can influence. And then you've got the circle of concern. Now this is a circle where where you put all of the things that you are worried about that concern you, that you think about, that you rant about, that you can't control. Now, outside of this is all the other things in the world, right? And there's a lot. There's a lot that we don't even know about. There's a lot that doesn't even concern us. We wouldn't even have a clue. We don't even know how much we don't know out there, right? But this circle of concern is all the things that we think about or worry about that we can't change. So, for example, Oh, yeah, yeah. So if you spend, the, the fascinating thing about this is that if you spend a lot of effort and energy thinking and ranting and posting about things in your circle of concern, all those things you can't influence, your circle of influence shrinks. It actually shrinks. And if, But if you spend time and effort on the circle of influence, all the things that you can control, then it expands. It's amazing. So, for example, just as an example, and it was surprisingly difficult to think of an example of this that wasn't controversial in some way, honestly. This is the best I came up with. Are you ready? <laughs> if I focus on ranting about all the problems with modern farming and all the poisons that are going on the land out there and the environment that's getting degraded, and I spend a lot of time watching movies, reading books about it, and ranting about it, then I just become one of the many hundreds of voices, millions of voices, ranting uselessly and pointlessly into the nether, right? On Facebook, we know heaps of people who are like that. And sometimes we've become that person, yeah? But if I instead extend my energy to supporting, I could believe all those same things. But if I expend that same energy supporting good businesses and good farmers, and if I grow my own food as well as I can, and I learn more about that, and I can perhaps get involved with food swaps, and I can encourage other people to grow food themselves, I can make sauerkraut, I can teach other people how to make sauerkraut, I can start doing things, yeah? Then my circle of influence grows. Yeah, You get people, trust me, I constantly get people wanting me to show them how to make sauerkraut all the time. It's the circle of influence just grows further than you can imagine. Yeah. And you can actually make a difference. Isn't that great? Yeah, it's a huge thing. It's, it's really true. Every time I've really applied this, it's really worked. If you are passionate and strongly believe things, that's a good thing. So we all have really deeply held beliefs about certain things and some of us in this room would be literally direct opposite in some of our opinions. And that's not a bad thing. We should all be learning. We should all be striving to understand more. And it's okay to have really strongly held beliefs and strongly held feelings. But I want you to find a positive way to expend that energy, yeah? And spend as little time as possible on these things in your circle of concern. Yeah, I want you to take a moment and write down a couple of things in each of these. Ignore the imitate me as I imitate Christ a bit just yet. We'll get to that. What would be a thing in your circle of concern, Mark? good. Other people's opinions of you, spot on. You can't change them, yeah. What's another thing, Bert? What's the thing in your circle of concern? Yeah. So you can you can help them. You can tell them about Christ, but you can't make them know Christ. Hey. So that would be an example of something that's in your circle, outside of your circle of control that's in your circle of concern. Yeah? Yep. What would be something inside your circle of influence? Danielle? Your thoughts, oh, it's interesting. That's a really good one because a lot of people think thoughts are actually out of your control. They actually think you can't influence them, but it's, you actually really can. It's not always easy, but as time gets goes on, you get better and better. at It's like a muscle and you get better and better at it. Really good, Danielle. It's great. So what flow, moving on just briefly from that, it's a really great thing to think about. And I try to come back to this regularly during COVID. To be honest, this... I had to keep coming back to this over and over again. Anytime I started finding myself ranting or stressing about something, I'd come back to this and I'd be thinking, what can I influence what can I control? Yep, all the time. So moving on to the next thing, influence flow. What way is the influence going in your relationships? There are some people we want to be influenced by and others we definitely don't want to influence us. Could you go get me that butter, Joseph? I've got a little chalkboard here, and a little bit of chalk. You're all wondering what I'm going to write, aren't you? I don't know what I'm going to write. I'll probably just write a silly happy face, to be honest. Thank you, Joseph. And I got me some butter. There's nothing special about the butter. As you can see, I'm not doing a magic trick with it either. This is probably way more boring than you're all hoping. If I don't try to draw on the butter with the chalk, will it work? Can you see the smiley face? Sort of, but now I've got butter on my chalk and it's kind of gross. Yeah, and I kind of don't really want to use it anymore because now it's getting all buttery and it won't even work. I'm not even going to use it on the chalkboard because it'll literally smear it with butter. Yeah, But if we draw on a, on a blackboard with chalk... Huh, huh, it's like it's made for it, right? Oh, see, more of Jess's artwork. Amazing. <laughs> So this is so much like our influence sometimes. When we try to influence people, sometimes it just doesn't work, yeah? Sometimes it can be like you're trying to write on them with butter, with chalk and they're butter, yeah? And you should write on chalkboard. What's getting on you in your relationships? You know? I had a friend who I really loved and I was spending a lot of time with her and I think I was able to influence her really positively and then one day I realised that there were certain things about her that were actually degrading my own values, that it was rubbing off onto me, like she was butter, you know? And, um, and it was a real wake-up call to me. I had to challenge myself and go, hey, come on, Jess, you're letting your values slip because of this relationship. And I had to, for the sake of both of us, really, back off a bit, because otherwise I was just going to get manky and gross, and I wouldn't be able to write on anyone, I wouldn't be able to influence anybody positively at all. Jude Jude uh, chapter 1 verses 22 to 23 really shows this beautifully have we got it up there, Brittany? you must show mercy to those whose faith is wavering rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment Show mercy to still others, but do so with great caution. Hating the sins that contaminate their lives. If you find that your your that someone else's values are rubbing off onto you, and that's a bad thing, back off. Hate those sins that contaminate their lives. Refuse to allow that to influence you. Yeah. Now, one thing that's interesting, I, think, I don't know if it's healthy. We tend to think in terms of role models, and I'm not sure that's so healthy because I don't think we should model ourselves on any one person. I don't think that's a healthy thing because people will always let you down in some way. If there is someone you regard as your role model, think about why, why you do. What is it about them that you find inspiring? What about them do you want to be influenced by? And think about those specific traits. You know, because often there'll be other things they do which might not be so good. But think about the good things. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So that means that if he's not imitating Christ, stop imitating him. Yeah? So where I stop imitating Christ, stop imitating me. Don't get influenced by people in ways that aren't Christ-like. We can be influenced by different people in different ways. For example, Dave Ramsey or Scott Pate from the Barefoot Investor. They've been incredibly influential with helping people with how to deal with money in a really positive way. Jordan Peterson, I really love with his philosophy and his way of communication. That's a heavy influence for me in that specific way. Craig Groeschel with his open integrity and openness and accountability. It's really inspiring. Adele, with her stage performance, have any of you seen a video of her performing live? Oh my goodness, she's amazing. Mark Rober on YouTube, if you haven't heard of him, he's amazing, you should go check him out. He's just a science dude on YouTube, he does amazing videos that are real scientific and they're amazing. NF, he's a Christian rapper, and his faith shows naturally in his music. It's just great music and it's great. And you can be influenced by all of these people, and they don't even necessarily have to be Christians, but you can be influenced by this part about them. Don't go, oh, they're my role model, I'm going to model my life after them. Imitate them only this way, yeah? Just this way, Pick out. In real life, Graham and Amanda, I'm inspired by you guys with your devotion to bringing people to Jesus. It's inspiring. Gordon and Isabel with your investing in your business heads. Glennis with her work ethic. Chris, with his long-term influence in politics, it's really inspiring. Trish, with her constant researching and studying things, she's always reading up on a new thing, and it's great. Rod, with his faithfulness and his kindness to people, it's really inspiring. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, yeah? We have role models everywhere, but we shouldn't really see them as role models. We should be inspired by them and allow certain things about them which are Christ-like to influence us, yeah? um, Oh, and back on role models, who is the ultimate role model? Jesus. He's really the only role model we should have because he's the only one that we can truly model our lives after. Yeah, he'll never let us down. Luke chapter 22 verses 24 to 27 says this. A dispute also arose among them as to which of them was considered to be greatest Jesus said to them, The king of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors, but you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest, and the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who is at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. Jesus was a servant leader. He didn't sit on thrones and boss people around and yet is the greatest influence in mankind history incredible In John chapter 13, verses 3 to 17, I was going to read this, but I don't think I will. It's the part where Jesus washes his disciples' feet, and it was just as Jesus was about to be crucified, and he was doing the Passover supper with everybody, and he literally, in those days, people didn't wear shoes, and they'd walk around everywhere, and their feet were filthy, and Jesus literally got a bowl out and washed their stinky, smelly feet before they ate, and he he said it. And and, um, that quote I just said, he said something very similar to it, that look at me, I'm serving you. This is how you should serve one another. You shouldn't lord yourself up over anybody. Yeah. All right, the next part of that little page I've given you guys talks about the various directions that influence flows from us and to us. Look ahead of you. Who has gone before you, who you can be influenced by? James and I often say if we meet someone who's really inspirational to us in some way, we often say, I want to be like them when I grow up. (laughs) We still still say that even now, when you find someone, you know, just by chance you meet someone or something and and you find something about them so inspiring and you think, oh, I want to be like that when I'm their age, it's inspiring. And know that that could be you one day. It's a bit scary. I encourage you to write someone in there. If you can't think of anyone, start thinking about that. Who can you look around and be inspired by? Someone older than you or someone who's more experienced than you in some way. As a, as young parents, we have looked at various families. Chris and Glen are, are one of them. Years ago, we asked them, how do you raise a good family with kids who follow God? Find someone to be inspired by, be influenced by, and choose those influences. Next, look behind you. Who is watching you and following you? Parents, that's the ultimate leadership position. Pull yourself together for their sake, yeah? That's not an easy thing sometimes. Sometimes you're so exhausted and stressed and you honestly just have no idea how to deal with the situation. (sighs) Find a way, guys. Find a way. Hmm. Love those children. Lay down your life for them. Teach them how they should live and most importantly, show them. Imitate Christ. Yeah. Now look beside you to your right. This is metaphorically speaking. <laughs> look at your bosses and the leaders you have now. Yeah, in this church is Graham and Amanda. Yeah? And look around you. Who's your boss at work? Who's leader of your team at work? You, you would. A lot of jobs have multiple hierarchies of, jo- of um, bosses, yeah? Yeah. Serve those people well. Be their right-handed person, see the good in them, see the good in their influence and try and expand that good influence. Yeah. Look beside you to your left, metaphorically speaking. Look at your friends and your peers. I'm going to talk to the people who have spouses for a minute. Love your spouse. Often the biggest influence in our lives is actually our spouse. That's a different way of looking at it, isn't it? That you can actually influence them to a huge degree. When James says to me, I'm beautiful, or he says, I'm awesome, I feel like a million bucks. I do. It's amazing. And I don't actually care what other people think of me, especially when he says that. Because I know he's got my back and it gives me more confidence. It makes me feel like I can conquer the world. It's incredibly influential to me. Yeah. So be kind to your spouse because you are their biggest influence. You can be their biggest influence. Encourage them. Choose to see the good in them and acknowledge it out loud to them and challenge them only carefully, prayerfully and rarefully. <laughs> that's, why, that's why they say behind every great man is a great woman because great spouses influence each other in a really great way, you can do way more, a a good marriage is far more than the sum of its parts. And friends, friends' influence can go back and forth, back between one and the other, and it's difficult to be a good influence on friends sometimes because your values can put you at odds with the way they live, so choose carefully, try not to let that butter rub off onto you, try to be influencing blackboards, that sounds so weird. If you don't have good influences in your life, seek them out. We have home groups. I encourage you if you if you feel like you need some good influences in your life and you need that kind of encouragement and fellowship, come and ask us because we do have some going, and we would love you to be a part of that. Um, you know, home groups are where we can learn from each other, encourage each other, and let God's words influence us in the right direction. Yep. Now, going back to that circle of influence for a second. If you notice, there's a little yellow dot in the middle. That's the only addition I've done which is different from Stephen Covey's. I really believe that this is how it's definitely been in my life, and I think this is the way it is. That yellow dot is your relationship with God. It is the foundation of everything else in your life. It's like a sun a bright yellow sun in the middle of a solar system, that from that, everything else orbits around it, yeah, and holds it in there tightly. And if your influence expands, but your faith in God breaks down, it'll actually all implode. It'll go, and become a black hole. And it's like, we've all seen that, yeah? We've seen ministers who have, there's been some huge, there's been a hugely high-profile one in the last few months who had enormous influence, enormous influence, and now it's come out that he was a bad dude, like he was bad. He did some really bad stuff. And I tell you what, all of that influence he's had has just imploded like a black hole. So keep your faith strong, get right with God. Yeah. Matthew chapter 15, verse 14 says, this is Jesus warning about actually hypocritical church, well, synagogue leaders at the time they are like blind guides leading the blind and if one blind person guides another they will both fall into a ditch yeah so let's not let that happen to us here keep your faith strong Get in tight with God. And i tell you, through last year, throughout the whole COVID thing, and even now I keep coming back to this, you've got to keep your faith strong. Read the Bible. Encourage other believers and be encouraged by them. Be influenced by positive things. Don't let yourself go into these kind of tunnels of downhill sadness and misery. Pull yourselves out of that. Be influenced by the right people and the right things and allow God to influence you because God will challenge you. God will encourage you as well. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I've got. I'm really bad at ending. (laughs) Graham's going to come and beat us out.